Hello everyone, welcome back to La Saludable Latina podcast. I am your host Lilia Gomez and I've created this space to promote health awareness within women's health topics. Each episode is made with love and support with the purpose of inspiring and empowering you to motivate each other to live a healthier lifestyle. In this week's episode, we are going to talk about what the culture considers to be the norm for our body along with the perception that the medical providers have or what we should follow along with other dominating systems that often female are perceived that we should be following certain protocols if we want to have responsibility for our health so we're going to tap right into that tonight listas here we go What up, ladies? It's your girl, Lily. It's been some time that I've actually recorded a podcast. To be quite honest, I just had to take a break physically, mentally, and emotionally. I just had to be able to kind of get back in my zen and get re-motivated because sometimes what can happen is work and life happens in between. But in the process of my work and life, I've had some home projects that I've been working on with my husband. So that kind of caused a little bit of stress, making sure that there wasn't going to be too much of a delay on the house project but all settled and done everything was done on time so now we can go back to getting into our regular schedules meaning I get time to repodcast so I actually wanted to share that this Friday Saturday and Sunday I have been so consistent with working out three times a week and I've been re-motivating myself to getting back into my athlete set of mind for those of you that don't know I was a triathlete for quite some time from junior to a couple years in college and I competed competitively so when I stopped competing I think my workout mind kind of changed and I'm trying to re-implement that back in my life and it's just the whole month of August I've really challenged myself to get back into the gym getting some workouts and I'm testing out different exercises for different days depending on my mood and listening to my body to see what I want to work on I actually did my third workout for the week and I went hiking for those of you that don't know I'm located here in San Diego. I've been here for three years now and I'm still exploring San Diego and I decided that I'm no longer going to wait on people to go explore and have fun because a lot of the times we kind of wait to see if our family or a friend or a co-worker will be available to go explore and have fun and I've learned since moving to Texas that I really don't have to depend on a second person or a third party to go explore and have fun. So if you're in the same shoes as me, I would tell you this go have fun and explore by yourself because you end up meeting new people and you get to find the neatest gems and food places and it's an abundance of love and happiness and just go for it girl don't be afraid to go by yourself this past saturday when i took my car for an oil change too as a matter of fact i actually decided to go to the movies by myself and i went to go see mile 22 with marky mark yes ladies you know who mark is he's so handsome Um, He was able to play a good role in this Mile 22 movie. And I literally went solita by myself. I've never done that by myself. But I remember one of my coworkers said, if no one has the time and then it's in the movie theater and then you miss the movie, then you have to wait a while before it gets to Netflix or if it comes out on DVD, if it even gets out on DVD. So I remember that while I was waiting for my car stuff. And I said, you know what? I'm going to treat myself to a movie. And I did. And I'm glad I did. 
I had the best time. It was by myself. I didn't have to worry about another person. I didn't have to worry about rushing. I didn't have to worry about, you know, hurry up, we gotta go. I just took my time. And sometimes we often forget to date ourselves. So I highly recommend to date yourself and make the promise to go on a date by yourself. Date yourself more often. So this weekend has been kind of interesting. So let me kind of backtrack. Friday when I got off work, I actually met up with my coworker and we decided to go run the stairs over by the marina in San Diego and we did five loops of stairs and then we did air squats and burpees we alternated once we got done with one cycle but let me tell you ladies having worked out with my co-worker motivated me even more for the simple reason that I had someone else pushing me and I was so used to the group teamwork when I was used to work out especially in track swimming cross country um what else did I play softball I always had a team member push me to the next level so it kind of felt good getting out there so Friday I got off work at five, ran the stairs with her. Then we went to El Embarcadero to go dance a little salsa. Okay, yes, girl. We danced a little salsa and we were sweating like crazy and we walked back to the car. That was Friday night. Then Saturday, I had forgotten that I signed up for a sunburn fitness with the Hard Rock Hotel and we were going to do a workout with a good trainer from Arizona Scottsdale who's a native San known as Ryan Reed. And he actually introduced me to a different set of exercises that's kind of like cardio countdown but also triggering certain muscles in your leg and butt so i think this one's really focused on the hamstrings and gluteus and all that neat stuff and i was able to hang i was really impressed with myself and i sweated a lot and i went with a friend and we were both like oh my god we need to get into shape like yes i may look thin but ladies trust me i was huffing and puffing away and sweating like crazy then sunday strolled around like i mentioned before i actually had the opportunity to go by myself and go to salona beach for the day and i heard about this famous trail called annie's trail and i was very curious you know like i was thinking should i invite a friend what if they can't come and i'm waiting around and i'm wasting time so i said that f it i'm gonna go by myself so i decided to take the drive to salona beach and park my car and if you're ever in town in salona beach just be very courteous about the neighborhood because you are in a residential area and just be a courteous neighbor or visitor you know then once you hit the trail it's all good from there ladies but what i do highly recommend is some hiking trailing shoes because i went with my tennis shoes which were my nike running shoes and i regret it because i slipped a couple times between the narrow space that i was actually hiking so now i'm going to look into some hiking shoes so having that said that was my three-day weekend i was very active i got my fitness in i ate healthy and you know i was able to explore some food places as well but i'll leave that for another time so today i actually wanted to talk about the patriotic of society with the medical system on interpreting the female health and what does it all mean when a provider really tries to push certain methods that you're maybe not quite likely agreeing so i wanted to kind of give you a perspective from an md who is christine northrup and she's actually an obg gynecologist and she She's been like really insightful as far as advocating for your health as a female and a woman and not just from like the medical perspective of things but also intuitionally so i'm going to talk about the patriotic organization of our society that demands women pretty much considering us like second-class citizens and ignoring and turning away from our hopes and dreams in deference to men and the demands of their families instead of learning how to pay attention to the genius of our intuition and our inner guidance so often at times we instead internalize all the belief that we're not worthy 
enough, smart enough, or good looking enough to live the lives of freedom, joy, and fulfillment. And we're lacking all that compassionate because the norm is that society has implemented that from different eras and it kind of just trickles all the way down. And if you're seeing an abundance of movement of this holistic health well being, it's really tapping into that intuition where you're able to really guide your body and knowing what's right for you to live in abundance so you can see the results endless cycle of abuse that we often perpetuate on ourselves the most common perpetrator really is ourselves we tend to put ourselves down because we don't validate some of the feelings we're feeling and i think in this patriarchal system we need to break that chain so we need to make sure that the system keeps growing and learning to get to know the female's perspective on health and really believing and listening to our bodies, especially when we're going to medical providers who think they know everything and they're trying to address it the best way they can. And now I'm going to tap into that. Belief one, that sometimes what our disease is, is that the medical provider will know everything instead of us knowing exactly what we need to do. Have you ever had a doctor's appointment where you've gone into your doctor? office you know obviously and I get it I've been to those doctor's appointments where you check in you come super early you're waiting 30 minutes 40 minutes they finally get you into the back room then you have to wait again and then you're probably there for some pain or maybe uh, something that occur and then the doctor asks you what's going on uh, how long have you had this pain or symptom and what can we do and sometimes as a patient we often say I don't know doctor that's why I'm here to see you because you know how to address this issue but in reality when the doctor's asking you that question is because you know your body better than the provider does and the provider is now trying to guide you to see maybe what recommendations are going to be ordered or if there's any labs or x-rays but often at times we neglect ourselves from knowing our own body that goes back to the patriotic system that i just said that we lack that confidence and joy and fulfillment of saying yes I know my body like this and you're here to guide me so we can both work together so we need to make sure that when you go to the provider's office you feel confident and advocate for yourself to know yes doctor I am going through this but we're going to work together to make sure that I'm on the right path to heal from whatever is it that I'm going through with these symptoms so now we're going to take a little break from this little chit chat and enjoy the music and I'll be right back real quick Okay, ladies, welcome back. So I hope you got to enjoy the music just a tad bit. I do want to reflect on what we were speaking about earlier is really getting to know your body because you are actually going to be the most knowledgeable in recognizing everything that's going on with your feelings, emotional, mental health, physical, intuition, and all of that. So we want to make sure you're tuning into your body, ladies, because it's so important to make sure that we have those discussions with a provider, especially when we're making the time out of our busy work schedule or life to make these appointments how often do we end up believing in the medical science as being right that the medical science 
has no wrong because they have everything backed up by reason so what happens here is that we socialize doctors and access doctors whenever we have concerns about our bodies and our health we never really address the issue until there's a presentable symptom like something that's been going on for several weeks but then finally something occurred that you're like oh my god i need to go see the doctor often at times we forget to listen to those cues and we have been taught many many years the myth of the medical gods that doctors know more than we do about our own bodies and that they're the experts that hold the cure it's no wonder when certain women tell doctors you tell me you're the doctor you need to find a cure to what i'm going through and doctors kind of sometimes look at the woman like okay let's start off by answering these questions and then we'll kind of navigate to see where we're gonna go from there often doctors are giving authority figures uh, for women and men too and women perceive doctors to be more knowledgeable than themselves remember take it back to that we have a lack of you know feeling confident back to that patriotic system and sometimes we need to make sure we're upholding ourselves and believing that we know best and i need you to guide me to be able to resolve this symptom or figure out a plan of care so when we give doctors the authority right away we kind of see them as like religious leaders go to the doctor they're going to fix and cure everything they know the answer to everything that doctor doesn't know yes a doctor is a family medicine or maybe an OBGYN or maybe a cardiologist a pulmonologist but they're gonna be just as curious as you are and I think we often forget that and if you don't know the medical system trains doctors to actually fix the problem but not really do the prevention side of things and I think that's why we often say go to the doctor they'll fix everything we often get left with that interpretation in our minds I mean since I was a young girl my mom used to say, vete con el doctor y él te va a ordenar lo que necesitas y las recomendaciones, las recetas y la medicación y tú te lo tomas y de ahí todo en punto ya se acabó y está arreglado la situación. And it's not always like that. Despite the fact that every woman has more knowledge about herself than anyone else, most women are trained to look outside of themselves for answers. Can you relate to this? I know I can. Often at times I've read books, I've done my research, I've done follow-up with certain topics questions you know health and i still doubt myself saying maybe i really don't know it maybe maybe the doctor knows better than me because the doctor has a degree the doctor got their license the doctor went to go do their two-year residency at or went to a university that was high standard but often at times doctors are just learning as much as you are okay maybe the years of medical practice they have seen these case scenarios with certain diagnosis certain procedures they get more better at it but they never really gotten really better with the prevention side of things they're there to address when the symptoms have really gotten worse and they're like okay we'll fix the issue but they don't really tap into the post recovery or post education of what the patient or person should be doing to maintain that healthy lifestyle i think people take doctors for granted saying i'm cured they fixed it and i can go on about my life the way i was before Uh -uh uh-uh honey if there was something that was happening where you got a certain diagnosis it's a wake-up call and your body's telling you muchacha despiertate something is going on here and you need to make a change before it actually gets worse and we often tend to ignore it because we don't consider ourselves to be sick 
we don't consider ourselves to be diagnosed with a severe condition. But if we don't address it early, it can get to a severe condition later. But you also have to remember that we live in a society which is so-called experts challenge and subordinate our own judgment in which our ability to heal and stay healthy without constant outside help is not honored, encouraged, or even recognized. I've been seeing this maybe growing up where I saw that the doctor was really like, you really can't learn to heal yourself if that's why I'm here to guide you, to recommend you these lab studies, get on this medication, get on this pill, and focus on putting every person on a medication. And that's our pharmaceutical companies pushing and thriving those meds. And you know, little by little, you start to see a shift and change, um, especially with the opiate epidemic. Oh my goodness. I'm reading a really good book. It's called Drug Dealer MD, How Doctors Were Duped, Patients Got Hooked, and Why It's So Hard to Stop. It's a really good book. I highly recommend it. This was written by Anna Limick, who is a doctor herself and is a chief of addiction medicine and assistant professor at Stanford University School of Medicine. I will touch on this subject on another podcast because I've been reading her book and I'm just been like with my jaw down saying, how did we get here? And now we have this opiodemic crisis. There's a shift happening if you haven't been paying close attention to the holistic route of health, meaning it's okay if you decide to have a holistic health perspective, which is nutrition, emotional, spiritual. It can be intuition. It can be your faith. It can also be if you're really that into holistic medicine, doing with certain plants and herbs and just really navigating the holistic route. Now, there is kind of a confliction with the holistic versus a medical provider, especially if you guys are not on the same page. Sometimes some doctors are going to say, well, you either choose to follow my recommendations or you choose to do the holistic route, but there's no way I can support your holistic plan of care because that's not the type of care provider is used to. They already have certain guidelines and protocols and recommendations that they do in order to help with the patient's plan of care. I always say that it's best to have the best of both worlds. There's nothing wrong with having the holistic health medicine along with Western medicine um, because not everyone loves to take medication and I'm one of those persons. I do not like being on medication unless I'm in a life-threatening situation or I have an infection that needs to go away, but I do not get on the medication. So the public in turn is conditioned to believe often that doctors are the paragons of healthy behavior who are entitled to judge for their shortcomings. Yes, okay, I just said it. Some doctors tell you, well, you know what? You waited this long. Not that they're going to say it like that, but they're going to say, well, you waited this long and not, this is the consequence, so this is what we're going to address it with medication. So, Or some doctors going to say, oh, yeah, I see that you're not losing weight. You know, um, did I not make a referral for education? Or trust me, people who smoke get this all the time. Have you stopped smoking? You know it's bad for your health. How many times do we have to have this talk? And smokers are actually the epitome of really now wanting to make a behavioral change because this nicotine addiction is so severe and i'm gonna tap into that in another episode as well i'm tapping a little bit into each topic just a little bit to give you a broad idea like how sometimes patients often have challenges with making behavioral changes too because procrastination on motivation and your environment is everything if your environment has access to let's say for example a person who's trying to make um, a behavioral change with quitting smoking and their environment they're always stressed 
stressed out. Uh, they have family issues at home. They have liquor stores maybe in every corner where they know they can access cigarettes. And, you know, maybe they have a little bit of anxiety, depression. Those are all triggers to the individual. So making a behavioral change for that individual is not going to be right away. As a matter of fact, that individual is going to be in pre-contemplation until they're ready to jump into the contemplation into preparation. I'll talk about the stages of change in another chapter as well. Medical itself has a very pathological focus. And as a matter of fact, most scientists never really hardly ever study healthy people. I mean, what for? Why are they going to study healthy people? They're going to be like, they have no chronic conditions. We're not really researching for, you know, healthy people. We want to research people who are unhealthy and have chronic terminal conditions to be able to manage to recover completely define the statistical medical prognosis and often the health professionals too often think that their initial diagnosis must have been wrong instead of investigating why these people have done so well if they cured from the diagnosis and a good example is a person who is diabetic so if i was your provider and you came in and i saw that you were at the borderline of being diabetic so i'm gonna say listen i'm gonna give you two referrals one for education and one for your nutritionist maybe i'll pop a third one in there too want to go see a counselor to make sure that we're doing good progress so we can prevent this diabetes from turning to type 2 diabetes and of course people say okay yes doctor i'll listen but they're really not listening so when doctors are giving you the cue to take primary prevention into your hands please listen to your doctor because what they're trying to avoid is your diagnosis getting severe and out of control and to the point where now your diabetes is affecting your heart your blood sugars your circulation, cholesterol, blood pressure, eyesight, hearing loss. So make sure you listen and take something into consideration to be able to start making some changes. Often at times, most doctors are trained in what they can do at school and practice it on sick people or dead people. Okay, I've seen cadavers um, when I took anatomy and physiology. And when I worked in the emergency room, a lot of times doctors were trained to be in very hostile, urgent emergency situation which is life and death. And you know, sometimes a walk-in will come in with the flu, with the cough, or with the cut, or really bad laceration. But most of the severe conditions were always like diabetic people, people having heart strokes. Suicidal was really big in the ER, especially with teens. They would try to commit suicide with, you know, taking a bottle of pills. Uh, for female, for the reproductive, some females had some really heavy menstruation where they were just bleeding severely. Um, and of course, the doctor is just saying it's just your menstruation but what they weren't really understanding is the patient's perspective of her body and how well she knew her body that this was not normal for her to bleed this amount of blood. So often at times these medical providers are trained to actually cure the sick person, meaning they're not going to cure a healthy person. So sometimes when the patient says, you're the doctor, you should know what I should do. So yeah, the doctor did study, maybe took a couple classes, took the recommendations, passed the board states exam, and now is a well-known doctor. But it takes years of practice for the doctor to really listen to their patients which is you and I. So it's really important that you no longer get stuck in the patriarchal system that you're not worthy of healing your own body because those are the type of conversations that you should have in your doctor's office. So if I was going through something 
in my life and I said you know doctor my body went through a physical change and I've been trying to navigate and I'm taking your recommendations but I went the extra mile I decided to do yoga I decided to do meditation I decided to do some breath work and now you're actually taking responsibility for your health and moving into new preparation into action meaning you're taking action for your own health and that's what the doctor wants to see is yes I got this patient to make a behavioral change so that we can avoid any future chronic conditions in the future because that will cost millions of dollars billions of dollars at the hospitals your doctor's office is not cheap your medication is not cheap there's always an expense coming out so keep that in mind when you're thinking about hmm, i'm just gonna wait for the doctor to address it because they know better and i don't remember you know your body more than the provider does i always think it's really great when providers and doctors have good relationships with other professionals so for example if this doctor couldn't address that anxiety or emotional shift maybe the doctor could have made a counseling referral to go see a counselor to talk about those feelings of where that anxiety is coming from so it's really important for providers to have this network relationship with other medical providers and professionals to really work as a team to navigate what the client and patient needs to really have a, an appropriate plan of care so i really want to make sure that patient and you yourself actually listen to your body so you can have these conversations more often it is also known that in our culture it's very conventional for this medical system to believe that technology testing and more research will save us all and that is the only way and possible way to control and quantify every variable and that if we just had more data more studies we'd be able to improve our health cure diseases and live happily ever after come on it's almost like saying once you get married you're going to be happily ever after we all know there is no such thing as happily ever after i put example for marriage because marriage is work it's work with your partner to be able to communicate to live life together through go through challenges in life together to live happy moments together but it's always a work in progress and to be happy you, you have to have that balance between the both of you and this applies to the same thing with when it comes to our culture and medical provider with relying on technology research more study i'm going to go back to our ground roots of let's not ignore and trust our inner guidance system and our own healing ability so if your body is telling you you need to take a break or if there's a thought in your mind you need to go pray sister go pray pray for yourself find a spot meditate do some breath work and listen to that inner body because that's one way of having a healing power for yourself we often need to make sure that we don't lose this ideology that we're just going to rely on technology and we're going to research and that's the only thing that's going to fix me we need to seek other modalities of healing our body physically mentally and spiritually along with western men which is completely okay you can have a good wrap around and i got this not too long ago from my last experience that when i went to go see my provider they address everything really good with the symptoms with what i was going through i got the medication that i needed but they never really addressed the emotional feelings um, perspective of things yes i actually went out of my own way to go seek a counselor but even when i went to go see a counselor i still didn't feel that connection i felt like my inner tuition was telling me girl you know what you need to do and you need to start reconnecting with your faith and you need to take the time to do your breath work and you need to take the time to meditate to really heal and release 
release the emotions that you're feeling because I'm not saying that counseling is negative or that the doctor is negative. I'm saying it's really great if you're connecting. But when you go home, you still go home feeling empty handed saying, why am I still feeling like I still need this guidance of healing? If I'm going to the medical provider and the counselor, I, I still feel like I lack something. So that's your body telling you, wake up, sister. You need to connect and listen to your body cues and look for your community resources to see, is there a support group that you need to go to? Is there a meditation class you would like to try? Is there a healthy recipe for nutrition that you would like to try to start healing that body? So don't ignore those cues because once again, as a female, we're often apologetic for the things that we're going through and we should not be apologetic. We are a very wise woman and your body is like this energy waiting to just glow out of you. And sometimes what we do is we ignore it. We ignore it and we're like, I'm going to get by. It's okay. Got this. A doctor's going to help me. But then you come back home, you feel like an empty vessel. I've gotten some comments from some of my clients and patients saying, you know, I'm doing everything right, but I still feel empty inside. And then sometimes I ask them, what is it that you feel like you're lacking? And I try not to preach, but I often ask, do you have a higher power? And then it all depends on the individual if they say yes or no. If they say yes, then I say, okay, then maybe you need to reconnect with your higher power because you're feeling a little lost with you trying to navigate and finding the answers by yourself. So you need to lean on that higher power to help guide you there, whether it's helping you guide to go to the medical provider and the counselor, or also maybe they're guiding you to this support group that you want to go to, or your higher power could be bringing certain individuals in your cross path and you're just not paying attention because you're not listening to your cues and your intuition. So make sure to take the time to listen and not ignore those feelings. Another perspective that I have come across with women is that we often get socialized to think that our bodies are essentially dirty because we menstruate. I think when I was... 10 when i took my first um, class to learning about my menstruation they taught us how to use pads and how we should use them to make sure we're healthy and clean and i felt like even though i haven't started my menstruation i felt like oh that means i'm gonna be a dirty little girl because i'm gonna menstruate and you know we're gonna have this smell and that's not normal because men don't have to go through that so why does the female have to go through that we often get stigmatized with the phrase of but our bodies are essentially dirty so it's no wonder often women so we have this tendency of denigration of the female body that has made many women either afraid of their bodies or their natural processes or else disgusted by them. So many never really touch or get to know their own breast, for instance, because they're afraid of what they might find. Afraid if I do that, I might find something. And, and some might even feel guilty for touching them at all, which is equating to like masturbation, which is really not. But since breasts are so erotic, for men, um, the ideology is that I cannot touch my body because then that means that I'm being erotic with myself. And sometimes that makes women feel uncomfortable. So at times we have to say, I'm not going to apologize for being a woman, period. We have this natural gift of our bodies and we need to empower them. And the health practitioners and women need to work together to be able to acculturate a view of even normal bodily functions such as menstruation 
menstruation, breastfeeding, menopause, childbirth as medical conditions requiring treatment? Absolutely not. We should not be apologetic that we need treatment because we're on menstruation and we have cystic fibrosis or ovarian cysts and we need treatment because this is just not normal. It's normal. So when we often get that perception, it means that, oh, you know, I have endometriosis or I have an ovarian cyst or I have this uterus that's collapsed, you know, and that means I'm going to have a problem. So it becomes a problem. So when a woman starts to believe that ideology that something is wrong with our health, our female health, reproductive, then that's when problems actually start to occur. The attitude that we have with our bodies are accidents waiting to happen. And that seems to get internalized at a young age and sets the stage for women's future relationships with their bodies from here on out. And given what we are taught, it's no wonder that many women feel ill prepared to deal with and trust ourselves with our own bodies medicalized because we often feel like we were born this way and we need to get treated and it's not part of our culture and now we have all this fear because you know i've kind of got a comment saying that this is not the norm so we need to make sure that we embrace that at a very early age and really teach our young sisters and our young daughters to not be afraid to get to know their body. So when a particular situation arises, that they'll feel confident and innate with their wisdom and healing power to be able to hear from their bodies and have these origins of emotional views of women handed down to them in generations to come. We need to value our bodies and stop being unapologetic for everything that we go through. And if we seek attention from the medical provider is to advocate because you know your body more than any other individual and the provider is going to be there to guide you and also outreach to your community resources to see if it will help you with the healing process bueno chicas that is all for tonight i hope you enjoyed this session if you have any questions feel free to email me at la saludable latina at gmail.com i hope you enjoyed this episode y hasta la próxima bye besitos <laughs>